Hi, I'm back here with another episode of the Coach Kyo Show. As always, your host, Kyle McKinnon. Come to KMSA where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle. Um, I'm here alone this week because my, my wingman, Coach Wall, he's out, some personal things. Nevertheless, like we always say, the show must go on. Remember, we discuss all things soccer. There's no script. We're millionaires, and we know everything that we say. It's subjective. We, it's our opinion, but we are happy that it can open up a door, conversations which allow you know problems to be solved. So I'm going to be speaking on the, the cognitive approach and the importance of being able to take initiative, being able to be an independent thinker because there's varying ways of playing, there's varying styles, there's varying systems, there's varying strategies, but whatever we take in, whatever we observe, whatever we process, whatever we, we're able to implement decides our effectiveness or our efficiencies on the field. So as we approach this cognitive way, we understand it deals with the mental processes like memory and problem solving. As I emphasize, the mental processes, it, it places itself in opposition to behaviorism, which largely ignores mental processes. Yeah, you behave how you want to behave, but oftentimes not really related to how you are thinking, how you are processing something. I react based on what is happening around me and not necessarily what I'm able to process. So I spent a lot of time reading Dr. Caroline Leaf and, and one of the things that she said I wanted to quote, our brain does not control us. We control our brain through our thinking and choosing. There are many ways that people learn. And, and, and I really believe that was a quote and that, that really caught my attention. I want to read it again. Our brain does not control us. We control our brain through our thinking and choosing. So I, as I look at that, there are many ways people learn. The most important of it all is through teaching, soccer, football, based on where you're listening from, has invested heavily in, the, in talent and physical capabilities in America. Talent is something that you're born with. You're born with talent. God bless you enough to bestowed um, such an ability on you to do things that people might not be able to do naturally. Yes? So they have really invested in talent and physical capabilities. Now, the game has physical attributes that you need to, that you need to have to play at a high level. But when you've placed your emphasis on that, it means that if you're not coming in, one, talent, two, physical capabilities, it means if you're not coming in like that, the chances of you being able to show your potential, being able to show that you have the ability to think, which will, be, which will help with the long-term stability of the game, there's none to less chance of you making it to that level. But to be honest, I can see this is... This is there's a great um, there's a great approach to this now of of kind of you know focusing on the brain development more. There is more time given 
So soccer education to kind of help the coaches to be more proactive in how they train the brain to enhance success on the field. But at the lower levels, there's not enough coaches, there's not enough uh, personnel who understand that in order to do this, you need time. You, you need to spend more time. First, the coaches need to spend more time on their own development, their own soccer IQ. And then to come back and teach this, it's going to take it's going to take spending more time on the field within such an environment that will enhance the player. So when we go back, it's some of the discussions we would have had talking about why players cannot train two days and three days and they need to be training minimum of four days to encourage this direction that I can firmly say U.S. is trying to go based on soccer education based on on, on the courses based on on what they're trying to do is to kind of encourage this level of teaching which will encourage this level of coaching which in turn obviously would enhance the player's ability to think and make good decisions and quick decisions in a high performance environment so i also was reading excerpt from dr joycelyn forbert um one of the things was was said, the brain processes raw data to extract information about the structure of the environment. Again, the brain processes raw data to extract information about the structure of the environment. So as a coach, you must be able to create a reality-based training method or methods, obviously using age-appropriate standards and expectations, that will be displayed in a game. I am thinking now that based on my experiences, most coaches compromise the correct methodology to satisfy the perception of parents, of players, just to enhance their businesses. Now, if the brain processes raw data to extract information so that that information can be implemented on a field, I think common sense will say, if the brain is picking up raw data, if I am teaching something that is incorrect, if I'm not even teaching at all, that something that needs to be implemented on a field of play could honestly say that I'm developing players. When I'm training three days or two days a week, and sometimes one day within the winter, when I have coaches who are not qualified to develop a player's raw brain into something that is expected on a soccer field based on principle, based on age, based on stage of your development, based on the four moments of the game. If I don't have the capabilities to do that, so we've compromised our positions and teaching the correct methodology just to satisfy a perception. But then we say we want the game to develop. The problem is if we don't develop the game correctly, if we don't develop the players correctly, how will the game be sustained? How will we have long-term stability within the game? Now, it can't happen in a certain place only. It can't happen in a certain demographic only because it's going to kill the sport. You need different backgrounds. You need different culture. You need different things to, to come to a place where you can find the best solution. It's just like a coach. A coach always wants that problem of having three, four players that are really good in one position because they push each other 
and, and brings the best solution that is needed on that day for the team to be successful. So if one state, if one area, if, 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 if one team within an environment or within the country doing well and nobody else is at that level, then who pushing that group, that state, that team, who would be pushing them? Who could push them? We've neglected this aspect. We neglect the structure of training to set our athletes on a successful holistic pathway. You can only put out what you take in. And we're not talking about behaviorism because most times that is motivated from what has happened to me. I just react. We're talking about the ability to process something that will enhance, that will set a high standard of play on the field that will attract more fans, attract more players, and attract more sponsors. All the things we do to get the financial gains, it would be even better when the game is better, when the players are better, when the coaching is better, when the environment is better, all the things that you're working towards doing the wrong things are there for you to accomplish doing the right things. Remember you listened to the Coach Kyo show? You're with Coach Kyo there today and we're talking all things soccer. And today we're dealing with the cognitive approach and how important it is for us to create best practice models that will help to in, enhance the IQ, not just talent and physicality, but enhance the thinking of the players, which will enhance decision-making. And that makes the game attractive. So I will address this very important part in youth soccer that I've seen, that I'm very familiar with, by just going around, by scanning out social media and stuff like that. There's too many drills that is not game appropriate. You know, it's nice to have mannequins and rebounders and, and, and all of these nice things on the field. Cones are organized well and, you know, it seems very, very, you know, very attractive and professional. And, and nothing is wrong with that. Presentation is important. I always believe that when somebody sees you, they must have a good sense of who you are. And nothing is wrong with that. But too many times you look at the stimulus, the objectives and the goals are not game related. And in some cases, there's not even an objective within the session. Or maybe the objective is in the coach's head, but most of the players can come out of the session thinking, this is what we wanted to achieve. And sometimes this is what we want to achieve, but you, you look at the stimulus they created and you're asking the question, is this game related? For example, like, why am I dribbling a ball for three minutes in one segment, am I dribbling a ball for three minutes for one segment in a game? You probably have the ball for three minutes at a top class level in an entire game. An individual, the practice session is used as a rehearsal for the show. The show is the game. You cannot coach in the game because coaching is teaching. That is why you need to be at practice more days so that teaching could happen, so that the brain can be able to absorb this information, process this information, and able to implement this information on game day. And all of us have struggled with this at some point in time where we go to the game, we're instructional people. We, we tell the player where to pass the ball, when to pass it, who to pass it, where to run. And because we want them to do well, we want them to be successful. We ourselves want to be successful. But oftentimes the things that you are saying, were these the same thing you've done in training? 
the same moment you're screaming to the players about, did you address those problems or those situations in the training? And then we might say, yes, you cannot address all situations you will see on, on the field. But if you're spending two days, how can you address those situations? If you're spending three days and two days is, is soccer and one day is fitness to make up your three days, how then can they see the moments within the game? How can you establish what you do and then recognize where problem lies and address those problems? It's very important that we understand the practice sessions are rehearsal for the games, for individual progression. You could have an individual practice within a team practice because this might be an area of focus. This might be where you might be experiencing your problems. It don't necessarily need to be a private with the individual, but it could be a private within a team training with an identified area or identify problem that will need the holistic group, that will need the entire group. So while we need to also develop the individual, we need to also think about the application of the unit. So it might be an individual within that unit that might be struggling, but we don't need to take that individual out necessarily, but that individual could be the direct focus within the session. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to enhance the, the player's ability to recognize a problem and solve a problem. So ultimately, they can be playing at the highest level possible, which will increase the team play, which will increase the unit play. So based on the individual development, based on the unit development, and then based on the collective development, you have to spend more time first learning as a coach and then give enough time to the players so that you could teach. So time spent on the field should not be seen as an opportunity to, to grab more money because we know obviously more days will increase the payments because more days means spending more time on the field and obviously the fields are not free. And, and even if you own your field, you still have to invest in it. But it must not be seen only as a money-making thing. But training more days must also be seen as a cognitive approach in terms of the information being received and the time the information needs to be processed so that it could ultimately be implemented. And there's so much, there's so much things that needs to be that needs to be considered within this within this this cognitive approach. We, you're talking about speed. You know, it's one, it's one thing to understand it. There's one thing to do it. But can you do it at the highest speed possible? What is the stimulus in the practice to get what you are trying to see in the game? How can you, how can you get them, how can you get the players to play at a higher speed, to, to think at a higher speed when you look at most of the practice and the kids are spending more time talking than running? The players are spending more time, you know, at the at the at the water cooler. They're spending more time at water break more than running. The players are talking about what they did on, on the Instagram and 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 they, their minds are all over the place at training. And you you're saying that this is okay. Let the let the players relax and but you at the same time you want them to develop their brain that something becomes second nature. But the only time they spend thinking about the game is when they're actually in the practice. When there's a water break, they're not thinking about the game. 
They're allowed to do what they want. And this is at the ages and stages of development. I'm not talking about a 9 and a 10 and 11 years. I'm talking about 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old players. Players who are trying to develop their brain to do something autonomously. They're spending their time in a water break. They're spending their time before practice. They are spending their time with even sometimes within the practice doing stuff that is not related to what you're trying to accomplish. And you wonder why they're so poor decision makers on the field. Because the brain haven't, have not developed the information that it becomes autonomous to them. Like when you were, for instance, when you were like nine, eight, seven, some people six, they learned to brush their teeth. Their parents show them how to brush their teeth, what they need to do. And after doing it for a couple of times, months, weeks, whatever, you get up and, this, and you go straight to the bathroom. And that is the first thing you do. Because you've been able to process that. You've been able to observe that information so much time. It becomes just normal. It comes, becomes automatic. Because you've done it so many times. And I understand this behavior. I totally understand it. Because the, the environment, the culture plays a major role in our disposition. If something is being allowed, if something is being accepted as normal behavior, but it's not really accepted at a higher level, but in every other area, in every other division of soccer, this is allowed two days a week, three days a week practice. Spending less time focusing on the game within the practice and more time playing and doing all manner of crazy things. This is the culture. This is the expectation. Not really understanding what would determine our level of success is what we do. is how we train. So it's very important for a coach and a leader to create a situational learning for the athletes to become more independent thinkers and solution finders. Soccer is a game about problems and solutions. There's a problem. You need to find a solution. There's a problem in defense. Find a solution. Based on principles, obviously based on what you want to achieve, based on your style of play, based on your strategy, you must be able to become an independent thinker. And to do so, you must understand the principles of the game. And you must see moments within your practice that these principles can guide your discovery within any situation of the game. Because the result of your team, the result of your progression, your result of your demographics, the result of your club will be determined by the quality of the player's ability to think. So if you're not developing them cognitively, then how can you say you are part and parcel of developing the game? You can't put down cones and run fancy drills and fancy passing drills and dribbling drills without teaching the principles of the game based on the age and stage of their development. And in some, in some cases, it's about creating the situation and asking the questions. And in some cases, it's about establishing a goal and objective and teaching through different, through different ways based on learning styles. We must not let what we always do control what we need to do. We must constantly, like, just like how the game keeps evolving, we must be ready to evolve. It don't matter what level you're playing at. It don't matter what coaching badges you have or don't have. The most important thing is, is you as a person, as a player, as a coach, as an organization, continue to learn, continue to develop, and continue to make changes. If you're doing the same thing three, four, five years with no changes, what is there to prove that you have grown? 
We must continue to evolve. We must not fall victim to, oh, this is the way we do things. This is the way, you know, if it's not something that is moving the chains forward. If it's something that has not shown the ability to develop and produce the qualities necessary to help the game to grow. Remember you're listening to the Coach Kyle Show. You're with Kyle McKinnon. Come to KMSA where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kaya. And remember we're talking all things soccer. And if you're now joining us, we're speaking on the cognitive approach. How important it is for us to create independent thinkers rather than instructional players. So in closing, I challenge every coach to be more innovative with or without your certified knowledge. It's going to be very tough for coaches who don't see it fit to continue their education within the game because it's, it's, it's important to learn different teaching styles. It's, it's important to surround yourself with people that would have done it before. And experience is always a good thing. So it might not be about just collecting a paper and, and say you're, you're a coach, but being in an environment where you can learn different teaching methods, where you could be uncomfortable, where you, you can be challenged to think deeper, to go further with what you have is important. And be innovative. It's easy to pick up a, a, a video from YouTube and, and, and just go and put it on the field with not really understanding the clear objective of what you're doing and does your does the player need this at the moment? There's nothing wrong. Nothing is new. There's nothing wrong with picking it up. But make sure it's catering to what the expectations are, what the problem is, and how it addresses and fix that problem. Not just picking it up because it looked good. Not just picking it up because, oh, this is gonna be a nice session for my for my players. No, it must have relevance create reality-based session that encourage creativity but also independent thinking understanding this fact what you think of most is what you oftentimes would do i'll leave you with this be intentional about your success have an awesome week and god bless